Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us, info at businesschef.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. How goes it? Man, I'm happy to be here. Why? Because we are talking to a couple of exceptional, exceptional, that's right, I said exceptional three times because they're so great. Operators, entrepreneurs, people who know what they're doing, who love the concept they created and are really, really, really moving forward quickly. I, I love it. I love talking to people that are successful. I love talking to people that know what they're doing and have a passion for what they are creating. And these guys really are creating something great. For any of you who have ever been to Southern California and eaten at the world-famous Chronic Tacos, you may be wondering what their story is. Well, the good thing is, is that they're here to talk about it. So without further ado. So how I got started was there was no really good taquerias in Newport Beach, California. There was one about a mile from my house and I would have to ride over there on my bike and you know, the tacos were okay, the tortillas weren't that good and the service wasn't that great. And at the time I was really, you know, focusing on customer service and, and thought there could be a real good need for a taqueria in Newport Beach. And um, a friend of mine that I grew up with, we grew up with taquerias on every corner in Orange and Santa Ana and felt that it would be a really good fit for a taqueria in Newport Beach. Um, our spot that we first opened with was only 850 square feet. So it was in and out, fast, casual, you know, all custom, how you like it, made to order. And, you know, we, we wanted a real edgy kind of cool vibe, music going, surf videos. And, you know, there were stickers all over and it was just a real third generation recipes, taqueria, and I got the recipes from a good friend that I grew up with, the Bonilla family. And, uh, you know, he, get, he got us the recipes and, and we knew we had something really good. We just had to get the people in the door. And, uh, you know, once people started eating it and then word of mouth, and we did got some advertising and some write-ups in the local newspaper, we got slammed and we had a big hit. But, you know, we, we, we wanted it to be different. We wanted it to be edgy, you know, hence the name, Chronic Tacos. Chronic to us was like the best. You're going to want more. You're going to crave it. You're going to come back. And, um, and, it, and it really worked out. It, it, you know, we've, we've grown so much in the last 18 years. And, but that's how we started. Just wanted good tacos in the neighborhood we were growing up in. And, uh, and we went for it. Well, I, so I think this is really interesting. You had no background in restaurants, and yet here you are taking the plunge into it, which is not uncommon. A lot of people do that. Food's a very passionate subject, and people love it, and people love to get into the business. So what was your background before doing food, though? Sure. I was in uh, retail and clothing. I was in the clothing industry. I was actually a licensee for Disney and Mattel, um, and we printed for all the large surf companies and had our own screen printing shop um, right up the street from our first taco shop. And it was called Chronic Industries. 
So have any of those endeavors kind of, have you continued on in those or are you just kind of focused on chronic tacos now? Uh, totally focused on chronic tacos. Um, you know, in the beginning, uh, chronic tacos was just a, a small investment and, and thought, you know, it'd be fun to have a taco shop where I can go make some tacos and, and, and feed the locals and, and be inside there. Um, you know, we never thought it would get to where it was. Um, you know, we thought we'd open maybe a couple, but, um, once I saw, uh, the, the, you know, what, what, how good chronic tacos was doing, um, I sold the clothing company to my employees and focused a hundred percent on chronic tacos and expanding and opening up and, and, uh, getting all over. Well, so talk a little bit about that because I think going from, you know, operating one location really well, enough to the point where there's a demand for two is kind of one skill set. And then to be able to go to multiple locations, it kind of kind of flexes you a little bit. And I'm sure there were some some challenges with that. So talk about kind of your expansion and how you how you grew. You know, there was a lot of challenges. It's when we look back to open our first taco shop, it took us 12 months, you know, and, and now we open them in three months. So you know, we, we learned a lot from the first taco shop from, you know, using the right architects, using the right contractors, the right distributors, vendors. Um, you know, there was a lot to learn and, uh, you know, there was a lot of misses and we've learned from those. So when we, when we decided to open up the second taco shop and, and it was two years later, we thought we had a good systems in place for, for being a one, a one store. Uh, a brand and opening the second shop was really kind of our test to see if it work in another market. And, you know, it, it, we built it right. We, we, we did everything right on the second shop. We picked the right area. It was uh, in Huntington beach and we had a lot of customers coming from Huntington beach to Newport beach. So we thought that was a good fit because it was still, you know, uh, in orange County. And when we opened the, the second store in Huntington, it, it was great. We opened up lines out the door and that's when we were like, this, this can be expanded. We can take this to the next level. And uh, you know, that's when we made a decision. We'll open up another corporate store and then we'll start looking into franchising because a lot of people were calling us asking to get involved with chronic tacos. And we, you know, we didn't know, do we want to partner with all these individuals or do we start franchising? And that's when we thought, you know what, let's franchise. We'll just do like 10 stores, keep it, you know, not crazy. And, and, um, and, and that's how it started expanding um, after about three corporate stores. And, and uh, we started franchising in 06. So four years after we uh, first opened. So here's, here's something that is kind of interesting to me. You, you really kind of took your time to get your feet underneath you. And I think, a lot of brands, a lot of concepts out there don't always take the time that they need really to figure out their systems, figure out their standards, figure out how they're going to do it consistently in other markets, especially outside of Southern California. Because obviously you've got unique challenges in Southern California that other markets might not have, but you've got a lot of opportunities too. There's a lot of people down there. You, you I'm sure in pretty good trafficked areas and you know, to, to really expand a brand is challenging. It's not, you know, it's not one size fits all. You can't look at every location and think, oh, we're just going to, we're going to cookie cutter it. I don't, even in the large concepts, it's really difficult to just do, 
you know, you never, you never get a, a space that has the same square footage and then you end up with columns in the middle of your dining room and, you know, all the different challenges that you end up with uh, in these different spaces. So talk a little bit about kind of your transition from, because I assume initially you were kind of the CEO and kind of running things. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, we were a, a two-man sh- uh, two shop for a while. So then, Mike, let's let's talk a little bit about your introduction into the concept and, and the transition and kind of how that worked and, and some of your background to getting involved. Yeah, sure. So I'm originally from Vancouver. Uh, I'm business partners with my brothers. We had a private equity real estate development company in Vancouver. And when Chronic Tacos was expanding to Canada, uh, we knew the, the franchisee, he was a friend of ours, and he was looking for financing to, to help, expand, help him expand in Canada. And in order to do that, I wanted to sit down with Randy, and, and, and at the time they had another partner, I wanted to meet with those partners and really see what their, their, their strategy was for growth. I love the brand. Um, I love the food. I just thought this was something really unique. Uh, there wasn't anything really out there, especially with the name and um, the approach of being more of a lifestyle brand than just a restaurant. So when I sat down with them, uh, we talked about different ways we could partner. And Randy and I, you know, developed a, a, a good friendship and, and uh, we, we would talk a lot about the business and where it was going. And, and what I saw in the opportunity there is that there wasn't any systems in place for for them to be scalable. You know, it was still, um, Randy was coming in and training. He had so much in his head that he was, he would go in and open these restaurants with these guys, but we didn't have a platform in place uh, to expand beyond that. And, you know, Randy's such a key part of the culture. We can't have him just opening restaurants and doing the training. He needed to be a part of the business as well. So we, uh, after you know a lot of uh, going back and forth, we decided to acquire a majority stake in the company. Uh, I moved down here in 2012, uh, took over the role as CEO. And at that time, uh, my belief was we needed to stop franchising for a while. And we needed to pull back and really put in place all of the infrastructure needed. So whether it was cleaning up our manuals, cleaning up the branding, our messaging, uh, implementing a, a training program, everything that where we could add people, as we brought people on board, we could grow. And, and at the time, you know, we were uh, about 27 restaurants. And I truly believe we needed to act like we were 100 restaurants, because if we were going to attract uh, franchisees and good franchisees to the system, we needed to have in place all the tools that uh, a system that had 100 locations had. So we took some time off. We didn't. We stopped uh, opening restaurants. We opened a few corporate restaurants. We wanted to hone our skills for uh, and really fine tune the design and the layout. And then in 2015, we started uh, franchising again. And since 2015, we've grown to just over 60 locations. Uh, we've built a, a strong corporate team. Uh, we've gone through the you know the ups and downs of bringing on different people and and trying to adapt to the culture and developing our culture but we've gotten to a point where we've really uh honed in on who we are as a brand and i think that's the first and most uh important thing 
and we've got the tools around us to expand and that's allowed us to be scalable and not just California, but across the nation, uh, also in uh, Canada and Japan as well. Amazing. I, you know, it's interesting because there's so many people I think out there that are listening to this that are probably going, man, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to be that guy that opens the restaurant that, uh, you know, that scales it, that grows it to a hundred plus locations. And, you know, I, obviously you've talked a little bit about the culture and things, but Randy, maybe you can talk a little bit about what it is that makes you unique because obviously customization is a big part of the industry in itself right now. Uh, talk about what category you would put chronic tacos in. Is it a QSR? Is it a fast casual? Is it casual dining? Talk a little bit about that and kind of what makes you unique and why people would be drawn to your concept. Sure. Um, so it would be fast casual. And, you know, we, we, we're really, you know, we have different items like, you know, with Beyond Beef, Surf and Turf burritos, Cali burritos, tortilla soup. You know, our menu items are different than what you would see at some other fast casual restaurants. We have breakfast, um, you know, and, and we like to, it's a lifestyle to us. So it's not just about having great food, but it's also having good music on, having a good experience when you go into the taco shop, customer service, being able to get what you like. And that's really big for us is customization. And I know a lot of people are doing that now, but having the uniqueness of our brand, you know, the, the day of the dead and, and what, we, what we do different, it's more of a lifestyle for us. And I think that makes us very unique is the edginess that we provide and, and have in our restaurants on top of having authentic third generation recipes that go back to the Bonillas families, which is pretty unique to us. That's amazing. And I think obviously the success of any concept, regardless of whether it's one location or many is, is consistency. So Mike, talk a little bit about your role in, in, you know, implementing systems and things to kind of up, upkeep that culture. What are the things that you're really focusing on to kind of make this so that you can grow to different markets, grow to different size places, you know, just talk about some of the things that you're doing to really support the system that you're trying to create. Well, it starts with, it starts with your team uh, first and foremost. So we really focused on building a team that understands the, the culture that we're trying to create. So, you know, we really have built a, a team and a culture around creativity and diversity and um, having, uh, you know, different opinions and different thoughts, you know, that is what really makes for a unique brand. You want to have all sorts of, you, you've got to be open-minded to anything. And so for us, you know, we wanted to build that, uh, a team first and foremost. And once we had that team in place, you know, the, the tools and getting and, and uh, the manuals, all of that falls in line with them. And that allows us to share our culture because within franchising, you know, the danger is losing your culture and losing who you are as a brand. And within, you know, we have our culture. And then when you have franchisees, you, you're, you're naturally going to have subcultures within that culture. And so you want to make sure that they understand and be very clear of who, who we are, where we started, what's important to us, what's our personality. Um, it, you know, right from when we sign a franchisee, we, we really want to make sure that we're signing people that understand and share our values. 
And, uh, you know, it's not a hundred percent. Everybody goes through, uh, you know, the struggles and, and sometimes it works with a franchisee. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and, but for us, we've got to be strong on who we are and our foundation of what our culture is about so that we can expand and so that that experience is the same, uh, no matter where you go. I love it. I, I think that you've articulated that really well, because I think a lot of people, they think a lot of those things, but they don't always know what to call it. You know, they call it a culture or they call it, you know, whatever they, they do, but it really comes down to kind of that, that family approach or that, you know, you take care of your team members, you take care of your employees and they then take care of your guests. And I think the industry itself is kind of realizing that more, you know, we can have every system in place, but if people just don't buy into the message or they don't buy into the culture or they don't, they don't fit what we're trying to do, then it's just, it's kind of difficult to get things done. So talk a little bit about, you know, either one of you, which, you know, what does the future look like? What are you focusing on? What are some of the things you're excited about? And uh, where can we find a chronic taco next? Um, you know, we're, we're excited about where we're expanding. We're always looking at ways we can be innovative. There's so many changes going on in the industry, whether it's through third-party deliveries, um, the stress on the labor market, and how do you adjust to that, uh, food costs, and uh, increasing commodity prices. So for us, we really are working on, you're, you're juggling a lot of challenges in this industry, and, and we are looking at how do we maintain that bottom line for our franchisees. You know, for us, our purpose is to uh, partner with great people for, you know, and for personal and financial success. We don't, we don't just, it's not just about, um, you know, running a franchise business. We understand that our franchisees are our partners and, and our goal is to make sure that we give them every possibility and every tool to be successful. And where we can help with that is just analyzing what's going on in the market, looking at the labor pool and what's and how tight that is right now. What what do we need to be doing in our restaurants to make us more efficient? To um, you know adjust in order to bring our labor costs down. What are we doing in, in food costs in order to adapt to the, the 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 changing industry? And then looking at things like third party delivery and how do we make that profitable? That's a growing part of our business. It's, you know, currently probably 10% of our sales and, and we can see that that's soon going to be about 30% of our sales. And how do we make that a profitable part of our business? How do we, how is that going to change our design? What, uh, what do we need to be looking at in terms of our footprint? So there's so many things that we are continuously looking at in order to make sure that at the end of the day, our franchisees and our restaurants can make money. Well, at the end of the day, like you said, that's what it's about. It's about creating a win-win situation for everyone involved, your partners, yourself. Obviously, the business has to be sustainable to to be able to live on and, and grow and expand and do the things that you you want it to do. So if somebody if somebody hears this and they think, man, I want to know more about these guys, I want to know more about this concept, what's a good way to get a hold of you? Well, the easiest way is through our, our website at uh, www.chronictacos.com or eatchronictacos.com. Um, they can reach out to us on social media as well. We're on Instagram and Facebook. 
And um, we're happy to, to talk about potential franchising and partnering. Um, all of the, uh, on our website, there's an opportunity to connect with us. All our contact information is on there. And if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can just uh, DM us and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. That's great. So as a final piece of, of advice for those who are out there listening to this and thinking, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to start a brand. I want to grow it. I want to sell it. I want to give it off to my kids, whatever, whatever people want to do. What pieces of advice do you have for those people who are either just kind of starting out on the journey and maybe have a location or two, or those who maybe haven't, haven't gotten in the water yet? Well, I think the, when I look at it, the big things are know your brand position, where, where are you going to, what's going to set you apart in the market and be very clear on what your brand is and where you're taking it and then set your culture, know your culture and, and stay strong with your culture because as you grow, that's going to be the most important thing that, that ties it all together. Um, and while those are important, you still need to develop a strong strategic plan. So have a plan of where you're going, have some vision, look five years out and say, this is where I want to be. And, you know, what I like to do is I like to look three to five years out, say, this is where we want to be, build a plan backwards from there. And that way we can work towards something. So when you do that, then you can see, okay, here's the tools and technology I need. Here's the insight that I'm going to need. Here's the the uh, team I'm going to need. So you want to build that. So look ahead. Don't just not even, you know, don't just look one year ahead, look three, five years ahead, see where you want to be, set your goals, build a plan backwards from there and, and build your infrastructure, build your team and uh, grow from there. Randy, do you have anything to add to that? I think Mike summed it all up there. You know, it's, it's patience, you know, you need to have patience. And of course, keep the passion alive and going. And, um, you know, it, it seems like the longer you do it, the, the easier it gets. And, and uh, you know, like Mike said, keep the vision going, the plan. Practice makes perfect. It's like yep. riding a bike. Yep, sure does. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for your time today, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to possibly hearing more about the brand and the concept and what you guys are up to in the future. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.